0: welcome to the limitless life podcast you are listening to episode 29 and today i have a guest with me and her name is angela anderson we are going to be talking about one of my new favorite tools to help people transform on a subconscious level so they can take action on a conscious level are you feeling stuck in life or in business maybe you're not making the money that you know you should be making or you finding yourself in opposing patterns. One minute you're in high performance mode and the next you feel totally drained and burnt out. If any of that sounds familiar, then this podcast is for you. I'm Brenda Johnson and this is the Limitless Life Podcast, a place where I help entrepreneurs like you become high performers. After changing my own relationship to money and success so I could turn my passion into profit, I decided it was time to help others do the same. I am obsessed with the power of the subconscious mind and helping you tap into it so you can finally have the limitless life that you're supposed to have. What's up, what's up? So like I said, I have a guest with me today and her name is Angela Anderson and she helps entrepreneurs, coaches and health and wellness professionals rapidly scale beyond six figures, like massively scale their cash flow, explode their growth, and have the freedom and abundance to live the life that they adore. With over 20 years in personal development and entrepreneurship in the areas of subconscious mind reprogramming, she was the perfect guest to have on this show, and I'm super excited for you guys to meet her. She is a Psych-K facilitator and former employee at the Psych-K Center International, a leader in subconscious reprogramming. She can show you how to leverage proven neuroscience. Here's the funny thing about this episode. We actually recorded this last um, August, I think it was, and then I kind of took a little bit of a hiatus, a hiatus, hiatus? Why is that word not coming out of my mouth properly? Anyways, you know what I'm talking about. Took a little break and now I'm back. But after I recorded this episode, I actually became a facilitator with the Psyche process. So it's funny, as I was editing this episode, I was like, oh, this all makes so much more sense to me. We all know that we have limiting beliefs that live in our subconscious And that in order to, well, I believe, and neuroscience also tells us this, in order to make lasting transformations, we need to be able to re-script these limiting subconscious beliefs, kind of like we reprogram a personal computer. And there are lots of ways you can do that, and I use many tools, like hypnosis is a great tool to use to do this. And now I also use the Psyche process a lot You can think of Psyche as kind of like a keyboard to your mind. And so it helps you increase the crosstalk between your two hemispheres of your brain. And we kind of get into this to help you understand. We tend to only use one hemisphere of our brain. So people will label themselves, oh, I'm left brain, I'm right brain. Here's the thing. Our birthright is actually the natural ability to use both sides of our mind at the same time, but due to circumstances, we end up only using one side or the other, and you are going to hear all about it in this episode, and I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode because Angela was so fun to talk to, her energy was just fantastic, and we had a great time, so I hope you like this episode as much as I do. Let's jump in. So welcome Angela to the Limitless Life podcast. I am really looking forward to this conversation with you. We have a lot in common. We both love the subconscious mind and we both love helping people make more money. So this should be an interesting conversation.
1: <laughs> Hi Brenda and hello community. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Share.
0: This is going to be really interesting because you do something called Psych-K and I have been interested in that for several years as like another tool to kind of help people release the limiting beliefs and get past the shit that's holding them where they are held. So can we start just by like, tell everybody a bit about who you are and how you became the person you are today? Like how did you get into Psych-K? That's really
1: hard to say. Yeah, yeah, Psyche. You know, I I live in this teeny tiny town in Southern Colorado, and um, this is a a place on earth that uh, my mother is actually from this area of Colorado. She was of the descendants of the Spanish that came and settled Santa Fe, and then moved up north and mixed with the Ute Indians. And so I've been tied to this land for a long time and coming to visit my grandparents because I grew up in all different kinds of places. And I always knew about this one particular area that I actually live in and the funny thing about it is it's known kind of it's known for its all its spiritual centers and and some of the other towns in the valley say that you know there's witchery and things like that here that's awesome actually (laughs) yeah and you know there's even information out there about how there's a vortex here and the energy is really high and when the Indians were in this big valley here in southern Colorado they wouldn't live in the town that I actually live in because the energy was so high, and they would come here for ceremonial purposes and vision quests and stuff. So, long story short, it ended up being a mining town, and now it's kind of like a urban, rural interface area. And so we have a lot of different folks that live here, spiritual seekers, people who want to live off the map, who want to build their house without any building codes and live on their own rules. And I have always been a bit of a wayward one. And I wandered on up here because I wanted to intensely study Ashtanga Yoga. And there is one of the most popular, world-renowned Ashtanga Yoga lineage teachers here in Crestone. So uh, long story short, came to yoga, my husband was in the class, we fell in love and I moved up here. And and because I'm, I live here, we there's not a lot of offices or anything like that, Brenda. And uh, either most people in terms of earning money, what they do is they telecommute. So they work online, they might drive an hour and go to another nearby town. Or find some kind of local situation where they can participate in the local economy. And that is what I did, is I ended up doing some online stuff, but then I also started a bookkeeping business. And that is when Psyche fell in my lap because one of my clients was Rob Williams, who's the originator mm-hmm. of Psyche. And the Psyche Center International just happens to be right up the road from me. And uh, that is that's where I got my start is just coming in and hanging out with this wonderful man who was super kind and smart and talkative and taught me in a way it felt like reteaching me right about Mm -hmm. our You know the power of our minds and how the secret of life is belief and how impactful our beliefs are and the consequences they have and how we're not stuck anymore there's ways that you can change those beliefs and when you change those beliefs your world opens up to you and you're allowed to expand and grow and not only have everything that you want like in terms of material things but also be the person that you want to be and have a bigger impact in effect on your own community in the world around you, and and of course, I, I was like, sign me up. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so, I, you know, and I love this because. It was, I was young when I first started working for him and I've been on, I love personal development, right? And, and everything that we talk about in this podcast, all the different things that you can do. And because I was fairly young though, I hadn't quite reached my full mad of, I'm so effed up. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so, um, I, I just, I was like, sure, you know, I'll, I'll try Psyche, like what the heck? And the proof is in the pudding. I had sessions. My life started changing in front of my in front of my eyes without me having to do a whole lot of extra effort. I was changing, and um, and I was like, "This is awesome. I'm going to learn how to do this." And I just started giving sessions. They just started falling in my lap from people who were interested in giving it a try. And here we are today with a full-on practice, and I have clients all over the world that are changing their beliefs like crazy and living their best lives.
0: I just love, I love energetic entanglement, and that's a perfect example. Like, that literally did fall in your lap. First of all, I also love love. So the fact that you found your husband in the yoga class, like, everything just fell into place as it should fall into place. That's an awesome story. Yeah, and like the fact that the founder of Psyche was literally up the street from you. What are the odds of that?
1: <laughs> There's a lot of, a lot of gurus up the street for me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And I have to say as a side note, this is more just for comedy. My husband was like the stiffest guy in yoga. <laughs> he was so cute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. So can you tell us a bit about like what is Psyche K and how does it work?
1: Yeah. So Psyche K is a set of tools and processes. So it's the actual thing that you use in order to communicate with, to access your subconscious mind and change its limiting programs. And the tools specifically, Brenda, are we use muscle testing and we use whole brain integration activities in order to create a whole brain state in your mind and get you into the state of super learning, which is the state that you want to be in that you were in when you were originally programmed with these beliefs that you don't want to have anymore. Mm -hmm. okay so we use muscle testing to access your subconscious mind to tell us do we go right left you know how do we to steer us and then we create whole brain integration Uh, we do whole brain integration activities to induce the state of super learning and then upgrade your subconscious mind and put in the new beliefs it's very simple and Mm. when someone is done they pop out and they feel a lot more relaxed a lot more state of peace and the effects just start to take root more and more and more and then become a physical reality for you after some time has set in
0: mm-hmm what are some of the most common beliefs that you find people are needing to work through when you're working through them
1: yeah with them? yeah so I want to say that we first start with a conversation about what is it that you want and when we define what you want, then we define, well, what beliefs do you need to have in order to support you getting there? Mm -hmm. So those, you know, people want different things uh, because I mean, I specialize in money. So the majority of my clients want money, but you and I both know, Brenda, it's really like, well, (laughs) what, what money, what money is going to actually do for you. Right. And exactly, you know, the peace and the freedom and the creativity and all that stuff and what i have found some of the most common ones are people feel like frauds okay and in fact i have an article coming out about uh, overcoming feeling like a fraud so our listener i'll point our listeners to my website so you can check that out when it comes out but yeah it's feeling like a fraud it is procrastination lack of focus inability to take action in terms of specific money stuff, it's just not believing that they're capable of or worthy of making the Mm -hmm. amount of money that they want. And then, of course, their ability to manage that money and spend it properly and, you know, have have all of their ducks in a row in terms of managing their wealth.
0: Yeah, and that's a big thing I find, especially with a lot of the people I work with. And like if you look at people who win the lottery, for example, they win all this money and then like a year later, they have no money because we have this belief we're we're never taught in school about money either. Like nobody ever teaches us this stuff. So yeah, it's pretty. And I mean, my own personal story, I went through that. I had a shitty money relationship for pretty much my whole entire life. So yeah, that's a big one for people. Yeah. The money can come in and then as soon as I have it, the money disappears.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, then people throw a book at you and they say, well, you've got to learn how to manage it, track your income, track your expenses, have separate bank accounts. And then, and people are like, this is the worst thing ever. It's like telling me that I have to eat all my broccoli before I can have dessert. Like, I hate this.
0: Yeah. I remember I had one financial person who was helping me and all he ever kept freaking saying was, you need a budget and you need to stick to the budget and you need to do this and you need to get rid of this. So then it was like going on a diet because it was deprivation. And so then money became awful to me. I was like, yeah. this is horrible. I don't, I don't even want to have money if this is what it's going to be like.
1: Yep, exactly. We repel yep. it in a lot of ways. Uh, I do have a lot of clients get who are getting to the next level, multiple six figures and beyond millions and things like that. And that we really work on a lot of their beliefs about having more means more is going to be required of me.
0: Yes. It's a big one too. It's true, because every time we up-level, stuff is going to come up. <laughs> it's like, I'm mm-hmm. up-leveling. Oh, there's some stuff I need to deal with. That's why I'm I I'm up-leveling.
1: This. <laughs> yeah. Add 50 more pounds to my shoulders. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's so crazy. So can you tell us a bit about, like, what's the difference between Psych K and some of the other modalities out there?
1: Yeah. So there are a lot of modalities that will help you access your subconscious mind, create a state of super learning, upgrade those beliefs. Psyche, the biggest difference is using the muscle testing. And so the muscle testing is what really is that direct access to your subconscious mind. So for example, let's say we sign up for some kind of therapist or some kind of therapy. We show up to the office, we lay down on the table and we think that it's a good idea to go through and make the changes that the protocols in that therapy offer. Well, we may be laying down on that table and 95% of us, which is subconscious, is completely resisting it and not letting it happen. So oftentimes, Brenda, what we think is a good idea, our subconscious mind is not on board. So in Psyche, that is why we use muscle testing so that we can get permission and commitment on behalf of your subconscious and even your super conscious minds so mm-hmm. that we can proceed with making the, the most the, the most effective changes and the most powerful changes that we can in that point of time when we're working together mm-hmm. so there's that and the other is that it is a do with process and you know when we go get a massage someone massages us or does something to us or does a treatment on us. And Psyche is a do with process in that you get to show up to the session and I am just the facilitator that helps you access all the wisdom within you. Mm -hmm. Because I have clients that, let's say I have 10 clients that all want to make over a million dollars a year. Well, they all have a very different idea of what it's going to take in order to get there. Some of my clients need to change their perceptions about making more means I'm gonna to have to work more. Some of them need to get out of debt and manage mm-hmm. that, even though they have a ton of cash flow, they have debt. So who is it for me to say and to put you in some kind of cookie cutter thing that says you need to do this, this, and this, and this and this in order to have this outcome? Absolutely not. And that is why a lot of us when we go towards, you know, the free YouTube video. It might be, it might make you feel better and, you know, be fun, but does it really address your specific needs and your specific programs? No. So Psyche does that as well.
0: Mm, That's cool. So I like the muscle testing thing. I do that with clients too. Sometimes I do it just to help me access their energy as well. And it's interesting because I know a lot of, um, functional nutritionists and they teach their clients how to muscle test for certain foods. So when you're working with people, obviously you're doing it virtually. Are you doing the muscle test or are they doing it with you?
1: So I do the muscle test and that's part of a big reason why they hire me is because in Psyche, in fact, Rob can't even self muscle test.
0: He Mm -hmm. has to
1: do it with his wife or someone else. Um, we, a lot of times you get in your own way, you know, and, and I remember the basic course that I took, we, we learned muscle testing and so many people do not trust their own muscle testing. Uh, You have to have this awareness of your body and you have to be really honest with yourself. So in this modality, regardless of how many years you've been muscle testing, we suggest that you don't do it on your own. And um, because I've gone through all of the different channels, basic, advanced, masters, and all this and that, one of the big perks is my clients hire me to be able to do it on their behalf because I'm, I'm, I'm available to do that and I am qualified to do that. So yeah, that way that. you can sit back, relax, get out of your own way and trust the process.
0: That's a big thing with anything is trusting the process. And I find yeah. a lot of people get so stuck in their heads. And also you said something earlier about the secret to life is belief. And I feel like that's a big piece of this too is believing that change is possible. So when you have clients who can't get out of their head or they struggle to get out of their head, what are some of the things that you do with them or tips that you give them?
1: Yeah. So I have um some clients right now that are just so stuck in in their you know you're not alone if you if you're stuck. I think one of the biggest things is I actually, I take a clinical approach, Brenda, in that when people come to me, I am taking notes. Mm-hmm. So they're not writing anything down having to remember anything, but I'm the one taking extensive notes and I type like a hundred words a minute. So it's like, <laughs> and you know, I'm typing along every word that they're saying. And it's really important to be able to track your progress, to be able to say, this is how I felt before my first session. This is how I felt after that session and this is how I felt before my second session because I will have clients that say, you know, there's nothing that I can put my finger on and I'll say, okay, well, let's go back to the notes. And they're like, oh my God, actually, (laughs) now that I think about it, this has really changed. So it's more about realizing your success it's not it it is about creating it but it's also about realizing it Mm -hmm. and digging into you know rome wasn't built in a day and neither was your life and realizing that this is an evolutionary process and also kind of asking yourself do you actually have some specific belief beliefs about oh i'm so messed up i am a piece of work because those kinds of beliefs you can throw yourself under the bus monitoring and walking around with those instead of it's safe and easy for me to change.
0: Mm-hmm. And this
1: this works for me. You know, people say, Oh, you know, I tried this or I tried that, it didn't work for me. Well, you might not might, you might have walked in there very skeptical and not let it work for you. It's not that anything's wrong with the modality. Yeah. It's your beliefs around whether you can change or not.
0: It's interesting, too, because, and I'm sure I used to do this years ago, but I'll have clients, and we'll start working together, and we'll be talking, and I'll be asking them questions, and the first thing out of their mouth is, I have this block, and it's this thing. I'm like, well, if you think you have the block, then you have the block. Like, we create our realities. We create the stuff going on based on what we were programmed when we were younger. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting once you start to understand that and you start to listen to your language patterns and you start to recognize it. So it's very interesting. It's a part of why I love what I do. And I'm sure it's a part of why you love what you do is just watching people step out of these little boxes that they're keeping themselves in.
1: Yeah. And it's not about the practitioner. It's about stepping away from the victimhood.
0: Yes, so much so. Do you find that a lot of people that have money issues are stuck in playing the victim?
1: Honestly, I see more of feeling shame and feeling this inner conflict about not wanting to be greedy.
0: Mhm. It's interesting, and I've talked about this a little bit before, but I went through this phase where... I didn't want to make more money than my parents had made because I felt bad. Yeah. And then I had to work through that. I was like, oh, that was just silly. But it's amazing. We don't realize when it comes to money. And money is an interesting topic because most people would rather talk in detail about their sex life than they would about money or lack of money or wanting money. So money is a very tumultuous is the word I'll use, topic. Yes. And
1: <laughs> yeah, we like to keep it very private. And I remember when I was really young, my sister asked a family member how much money she had in her bank account. And my father w- became very angry. And I remember that. I, I was taught right then and there that asking about other people's money is not okay. Yeah. It's very rude and disrespectful.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we learned that as young kids. I learned that even working in a corporate environment as an adult, you never spoke about how much money you made. It was like, okay, but like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because if you were at the same level as somebody else, and you were making like $2,000 more than them, that would cause a big ruckus. Yeah. Money's a very interesting topic. So can you give like some tangible client results, especially since the subconscious work can feel so intangible to people?
1: Yeah. It's not something you can see or touch, but the secret to life is belief and our beliefs do have far reaching consequences and it all begins in our minds. So when you change your mind about something at the subconscious level, my clients go through three stages. The The first stage is usually within the first few weeks, surprise money shows up, mm-hmm. right? You know, they get a check in the mail they're, um they get some kind of inheritance, someone who owes them money pays them off. So it's it's crazy. The next phase that happens is more money opportunities start happening within their own inner circle. So old clients come back for more work. Uh, Referrals come in um, from people that they already know. They get a bunch of opportunities that they didn't even solicit. I'm actually working with some clients that used to live in Europe. They're now in the United States rebuilding their lives. And he said, you know, (laughs) I have to position myself when I'm getting calls and I'm in my backyard because I don't want to look like I'm relaxing too much. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, someone from Greece found me on LinkedIn and they called me and they want me to go in on some, you know, property deal and be, you know, invest and just opportunities come out the wazoo. And then the third level is because we are working with your subconscious mind, it is important that you take actions in at the conscious level. So yes. at the end of each session, I always put forth some action steps that my clients do. And as a result of the subconscious work, which is 95% of the battle and the 5% action, if they're working on increasing their wealth and by getting more clients, they get more clients. Right? If they work on increasing their wealth because they're managing their money better, then they begin easily and effortlessly managing their money better and doing like a profit first type of system, right? Yeah. So those are the third stages, surprise money, opportunities without having to lift a finger and then the actual fruits of all of their labor on the subconscious and conscious level.
0: Surprise money are my favorite text messages to get from clients. <laughs>
1: they're like... <laughs> I don't even know what's happening.
0: This just showed up. I'm like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) because when we, when we start to clear out the shit, we start to see all of the possibilities and opportunities that have been there all along. We just never saw them. Mm
1: -hmm. I love
0: it. I love it. Oh, it's so cool. So can we talk a little bit more about the whole brain state? Because I know that people are going to be wondering what that actually means.
1: Yeah. So Um, early in life we have experiences okay and in order and especially the ones that are more stressful uh, negative experiences in order to actually cope with them make some sense out of them we compartmentalize them in our minds okay so if we think about someone who has been violated right the me too movement Mm -hmm. you you we hear a lot that you have that experience and you take it and you kind of package it up and put it in a deep dark corner of your mind where you don't have to access it ever again, but it's still there. So we have these experiences and in order to be able to make some sense and cope with them, we over identify with one side of our brain, either the left side of our brain or the right side of our brain. So that's where this notion, this pop culture notion of are you left brain or are you right brain comes. When really, it's our birthright to be able to access and simultaneously utilize both hemispheres of our brain. And when we look at all of the different characteristics of left the left side and all the different characteristics of the right side, we are whole beings with unlimited creativity and abilities. But because we have so many experiences and our will to survive, we go into our primal mode shuts off one side of our brain so that we can handle it. What we do is we take an experience and we prototype it. So every time throughout the rest of our life, we go through similar experiences, our brain just shifts. And, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know if you boat, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but we raft and sometimes you have to high side it so you don't flip the damn boat. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody is like high side. And you know, they all rush to one side of the boat so it doesn't flip. You high side it in your mind by going to, you know, everything rushes, all the energy rushes over to one side of your brain so that you can cope and you can get through that experience and all the similar experiences that are categorized under that is very limiting, very, Uh very limiting, you know, a bankruptcy, for example, right? A bad money experience. with someone that you hired who's supposed to help you, right? Or going to the dentist, (laughs) Uh, everything and that is very limiting, and that is what the block is coming from. And when someone feels they have a block,
0: is because mm-hmm. you're
1: over-identifying with one side of your brain because you're shutting off your ability for creative thinking, your ability to problem solve in a bigger way. So mm-hmm. the whole brain state essentially is accessing both of those hemispheres by creating a pathway of crosstalk in between the hemispheres
0: it's so interesting too because as you were saying the left brain and the right brain thing i realized and i don't know why i've never realized this before people limit themselves and they label themselves and they identify as one side or the other it's like oh no i'm right brained i can't do the left brain stuff
1: Mm -hmm. it's interesting to
0: think of it like that because as humans we like to label ourselves and give ourselves these identities I used to walk around. I can't write. I can't write. I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> the second we say we can't do something, we literally can't do it. Yeah. The very, our mind is so beautiful and powerful. And I think when people learn how to tap into that and when they work with people like you or me or whoever, and they begin to experience that, Like for me, that's what changed my life was going through this stuff and going through the change. It's like, oh, this actually doesn't have to be hard. Interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, here we are intellectualizing um, and the conscious mind, that's what we are. We're at the conscious level right now. Mm -hmm. The conscious mind is very creative and loves the big ideas and reads the books and listens to the information and gets excited but at the end of the day do you want to change or not you know yeah
0: and we can consume and consume and consume and you can read all the books you want and i'm not saying reading books is bad i'm just saying at some point you need to actually take action cuz reading all the books i you can probably see behind me i'm probably have like 400 books and they're not even on that bookshelf not all of them <laughs> but that's what we do we
1: consume What's the and, favorite? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. The kind of action that I think is all is misdirected, unfortunately, misguided is the conscious action. Again, it's the, yeah. it's the willpower. It's the to-do lists. It's like you said, the, God, I feel like I'm being punished here. You know? Yeah. Uh And you know, in our realm, everything we, you know, you talk about on your podcast, it's a different path. And most people, are aware of or even willing to take because it's so different. Uh, we don't like the unknown, but Mm -hmm. my life has excelled in, in huge quantum ways doing subconscious work versus all the conscious work. And, you know, this summer has been crazy. We've had trips all over the place. Uh, I haven't had nearly the amount of time that I get by myself to do my own things. I like being alone. Um, Had family on top of me, uh, sharing beds with people, <laughs> you know. And I, for the most part, I I feel really good. I feel really good, and it's because the things that I do, I really make sure that my subconscious mind has those instructions as well.
0: Hmm, that's so important. And I think it's interesting too because people don't like the unknown, but they also don't like staying the same. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to stay the same. But I don't want to change because the unknown is scary. And so it's interesting when people start to explore that. And the thing that I run into with people as well, and maybe you do, is because this type of shift, because working on the subconscious level, it kind of seems easy. And people are used to things being hard. And so they just assume it's not working because it's so easy until the surprise money starts to show up until the other things start to happen. Is that similar to what you find when you're working with people?
1: Yes. Uh, oftentimes after the first balance, and that's what we call it in Psyche, the first balance we do, they're like, that was it. And I'm like, yeah, well, what do I need to do? Well, you know, I know I didn't develop a 12 step program with thousand hour of video for you to know, <laughs> like, no. Um. And they're like, really? So uh, I think oft- sometimes, especially the folks uh, who come and do a drive-by, so they'll dip their toe in and do one or two sessions, which I offer. I also offer you know, longer packages, of course. Um, r- on occasion, I'll have a drive-by that is just like, huh? And it's, it's like, okay, we're gonna give it some time and this is, you just really do need to walk away and let it settle in. It's like you ate a thousand salads just now. Mm-hmm. And um, you can't, you don't need to talk to your digestive system to tell it how to digest it. Just let it happen.
0: I love that term drive by also like, how do thousands. you feel about
1: that drive by <laughs> sessions? Uh, for
0: me, I'm not a huge fan of them only because while well, Small changes can happen in one session. I'm more about the deeper evolutions, not the surface level transformations. I also think like when I used to do personal training and nutritional therapy and stuff, if somebody were to come just for one session, I would be like, I'm not, I'm not giving you as much as you could get if you kept going. Am I saying you have to work with us forever? No. But for me, one session that's a surface level transformation, in my opinion. I know that when I did one session of something, I was kind of like, oh, that was cool. But then I wanted more because it almost becomes, I'm going to use the word addictive. It almost became addictive to me to be able to change and process things on a much, much deeper level, if that makes sense to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I find that we have to have a level of safety and willingness. Yes. And oftentimes that drive-by session can give someone a really good idea. Okay. I feel in alignment with this. My higher self is, is calling me to continue to do this work. Okay. I've proven to my conscious mind. (laughs) Yeah. And in that sense, I think dipping, dipping
0: a toe in and testing it out, test driving the drive-by. I think in that case, it can be useful for a lot of people, um, yeah, I just, again, it's everybody's journey is individual. People are going to go through things and I've had clients who I've worked with and I'm like, man, I don't know how they're feeling about things. Cause they're not really communicating. And then all of a sudden I get like the phone call or the email or the text message. It's like, holy shit. Like all of a sudden all this stuff started to happen and unravel. And I'm like, there we go. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I think you're giving a really good point, Brenda, is we do what we do. And the worst thing we can do is compare our clients to each other, make assumptions about them, and expect them to be on a path that they might not be. And your breakthroughs, my breakthrough happened after two big Whopper sessions. Did that stop me from getting all the sessions that I could possibly (laughs) have? No. (laughs) But for me, it was pretty amazing because I was one of those people. I worked up at an ashram. I was a cook at one of the Mm. ashrams here. And so people would walk in and, oh, I saw visions and, you know, Baba came to me and, you know, and I remember driving home and being like, okay, when's my miracle going to fall out of the sky? When am I going to get struck by lightning? And, okay, Psyche fell out of the sky, (laughs) but it's very gentle. So circling back up around is when you pop out. Of the whole brain state, of the state of super learning, and you know, close it up, kind of like, kind of like surgery, right? You know, you've been opened up. I have some protocols that close everything up and lock it all in. it it is more like really uh, more of a subtle feeling until eventually there's blood draining moment where you're in your kitchen or you're, <laughs> you know, getting out of the shower or you're walking into the grocery store from your car. And you hear the voice inside or you have the feeling inside that your life is different and you're different. And it's pretty freaking amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's interesting what you said there too, because I work with a lot of people who know each other because they're all in the same kind of industry. And one person will be like, well, this person's going through this and they've had this aha moment and they're hearing voices and seeing visions and doing this." It's like everybody's journey is different. And the moment we start comparing our journeys to somebody else's, you're literally just shutting yourself down. It's like just let it be. Mm -hmm. Just enjoy the journey. Enjoy the process. Acknowledge the cool things. Be grateful for how you're feeling in the moment. That was one of the biggest lessons I had to learn: was just be, just relax, just enjoy all the changes happening. Yeah. I was
1: like okay. <laughs> yeah, let your process happen. You know, we all want these miracles and we watch so many movies that sensationalize yet we never consider that we're boxing ourselves in when we think that we need to model or or follow in those kinds of footsteps. Mm-hmm. You know, our process is absolutely beautiful and magnificent and unique.
0: Yeah. Love it. So what do you have going on right now? How can people find you? How can people work with you?
1: Yeah, so you can find me at AngelaAnderson.life. And
0: I'll have your web links and everything in the show notes as well.
1: Cool. And I just invite people to jump. You know, if you know, if you're in alignment and you're ready to jump and you're ready to go two feet in and do this thing, then just talk to me. You can schedule what I call a Be Rich Now breakthrough session. And what we do is obviously we talk about what's going on. We get to know each other. We get, we see if we're a good fit, if we jive. What's going on with your money situation? More importantly, what is it that you want, right? And if I'm 100% sure that reprogramming your money code and going down this path is what you need, we can talk about working together. So this is specifically if you're ready to go two feet in, you want to work with a professional, you just want to go for it.
0: Mm, I
1: do also offer that a la carte drive-by session because I understand that some people want to try it first. Or maybe you have had other sessions before and you've got a few things that you know you want to change. So you can just go and and register for those, get on my calendar and we'll get to work. Love it. The other thing is on my website, uh, I have a, a, this podcast episode is going to be there. I have other articles that um, overcoming feeling like a fraud syndrome is going to be published here pretty soon. So I have tons of other free resources and support you can get in and opt in. And so you can be a part of my community and start receiving correspondence with me.
0: I have one last question for you. And it's something that I ask everybody who comes on this show. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Dun, (laughs) dun. What does living a limitless life mean to you?
1: Jeez. It is really waking up every morning and feeling like, remember those old Disney movies where she'd wake up and she'd kiss the butterfly, like the hummingbird would come right to her door and then Bambi would come. And it was just like, I remember as a little girl, feeling like every day was filled with that kind of possibility and having that kind of trust and openness and being very powerful and in charge of your life, but not having to control all the details. And for me, that's a limitless life because once we start putting parameters on things, I want this and I want it to be a certain way and it has to come this way. And that's putting limits on you. So I invite all of our listeners to close your eyes and find your Disney moment. You know, go to your Disney moment and get into that feeling of limitlessness because that's what limitless life is for me.
0: Oh, I freaking love that. Find your Disney moment. That just gave me shivers. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much, Angela, for being on this podcast for explaining a bit about what you do for all of those people out there who want to connect with you. I'm going to have all of your information in the show notes. Is there anything else that you want to leave people with?
1: Well, I just want to let you know that we all have limitations uh, unless you're an ascended master and you happen to be in a body you know on the planet teaching others, no matter what stage you're in, we all have limitations and if you're first starting your journey, you might feel like you're pretty messed up. You might feel like you can write a whole book of all your limiting beliefs. And it's kind of scary and kind of embarrassing to stick your neck out and ask for help. I remember I was certainly pretty terrified when I decided that I was going to show up to work at the (laughs) psyche center international and ask for help. I was pretty terrified, but, um, all you need is a little willingness and you will just see that you're not a victim of the universe and that the universe actually does support you because when you do ask for help, then your teacher and your support will show up. So whether it's with me, with Brenda, with all the resources on this podcast that are offered to you, if you have been suffering in silence, stop. hmm because it's all right here for you right now. So just come to the buffet and we will happily feed you. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I love it. you just full of like awesome lines. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we want you to get results. You know, it's it's about results. It's not about overthinking things.
0: And recognizing that it doesn't have to be hard. Having said that, I mean, life is about learning and there is some hardness involved in that. But once you work through some stuff, things can actually be a lot easier and a lot smoother. So thank you so much for making capacity out of your day to be on the show with me. I'm excited for this one to come out. And again, I'll have all of your stuff in the show notes so people can find you. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day in Colorado.
1: Thank you, Brenda.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today. You have no idea how much I love and appreciate you for taking time to listen because shows like this are not possible without people like you. You can find me over on Instagram at underscore Brenda Johnson. Tag me to post and let me know what your favorite episode has been. And if there's something that you want to hear, let me know. Shoot me a DM and I'm always going to get back to you. I want this podcast to help as many people as possible. So please take a moment if you can to leave me an honest comment and review so I know what you think of the show. And if you could
1: help me spread the love by hitting that share button.